Hi, I'm Grady Carter, a real estate agent and a father of one. Hi, I'm Gabriel Bird, local dentist and father of three. We've been friends for years, and now that I'm a father, we have more in common than ever before. And it's pretty fun to compare notes at our relative stages of fatherhood. And we do not claim to be parenting experts, and nothing we say here is professional advice. But we love talking about this stuff, and hopefully you do too. This is First Kid, Third Kid, and thank Thank you you for for tuning tuning in. in. And don't forget to follow us on all the main social media platforms. Well, we don't tweet, but we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All the handle at first kid, third kid. That's spelled with the numbers. So one ST kid, three RD kid. Go follow us today. Follow us there. Uh, We don't have an email address because I don't want to respond to emails. But you can message us there if you have any show ideas or want to tell us about your experiences with parenting. Or just follow, share it, tell your friends. And uh, download us on wherever you get you normally get your podcast. You know, a million times. And I've heard them say that four or five times. Like, we deleted it. We had to start over. It's two yeah. in the morning. Hey, I just started the episode. <laughs> I'm trying something new. Oh, we're doing it? Yeah. Well, I'm trying something new so that we lead in instead of being like, well, welcome yeah, yeah. to episode five. Right. So we, uh, Grady and I were just talking about how when we did our first recording of episode four, I deleted it immediately when we stopped recording. <laughs> so uh, give us some feedback, guys. If you couldn't tell that we were doing that conversation for the second time over right. and trying to remember everything we talked about. So, <laughs> yeah. How you doing, friend? I'm good, good. man. I, my so brain this is, is definitely... Yeah. In uh, in in the future, I'm sitting here thinking, and not that far. I'm sitting oh. here thinking, like it could be today. Anytime between today and three weeks from now, we are holding a baby. A baby, I'm so excited for you. I and I, I will tell you if I can just talk about how much I like you. I'm excited <laughs> to see you in action. So, one uh. uh, talking about gatekeeping parenting. <laughs> yeah, something that just runs me over is when you see like a weak parent or a parent that's not. Not in control of their kid. Mm -hmm. In the same vein, there's nothing I love more than seeing another parent that is just, even if like just killing it, even Mm -hmm. if they're having a rough day with Mm -hmm. it, when you know that they are, they're in it. Yeah. It's like watching, it's like watching a professional athlete just do their thing. (laughs) I did. I did just compare us to professional athletes, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Why not? (laughs) So, but talking about the future. Yes. This is, uh, we're planning, this is our last episode we're going to record before, mm-hmm. after this, we're, little baby, baby Carter is going to be with us in the world Damn. around us. It's crazy. What kind of parent do you want to be? Uh, so, so and before, I'll frame this a little bit. We have some jokes, Mrs. Bird and I, because mm-hmm. we, <laughs> when I talk about how I, I'm being cool dad now, yeah. it's like when I let them do stuff. Right. But there are some parents that are out to only be the cool parent. And there are right. parents that are out to be their kid's best friend. Yeah. And there are parents that are out to raise a D1 quarterback and they're going to make that kid play football as soon as they can walk. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. What's uh what are you going to manifest? Let's manifest your vision here. Um man, that is a great So I when I was a kid, I got in trouble more than my sisters. It was usually like innocent fun and once in a while I was like, "Oh, you really messed up." Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one who typically would talk through it with me more. You mm-hmm. know, my dad would really get after me um, because, you know, he was a rule follower. And he had his structures in place. And, and I thought we were completely opposite people mm-hmm. when I was a kid. 
And in the last probably 10 years of his life, we became the same person. Oh, yeah. Sure. And so I think there are a lot of ways where I will be like him. Uh, so when I was a kid, like I, my, my sisters taught me how to make flower necklaces mm-hmm. out of the baseball fields. And so, I, you know, I remember one time I got, I got in trouble for sitting crisscross applesauce in the outfield of a game. <laughs> making making flower necklaces. <laughs> And my dad was like, oh, that's no. You get out there and you make a play. (laughs) (laughs) And and my dad got intense in our games. Yeah. He really did. Sure. Uh, That is definitely a thing that my my family can confirm is he might yell once. I can't picture it at all. I know. So I had the luxury of knowing your dad. I actually knew your dad before I knew you. Right. And um, yeah, this is the most sweetest, kindest, soft spoken. Sweetest dude. Yeah. Except for that day, huh? Right. Yes. Especially when I was a kid, like sports stuff. Mm -hmm. He would just get so intense. And it, it, it's actually, and I talked to him about it later, but it, it's why I quit playing Celtic soccer. Yeah. Because he would yell on the sideline, and it made me mad. Just too I was much. like, I'm, I'm just going to quit. So, you know, I, so I have backed into being, I didn't ever intend to be a sports parent, yep. but our oldest is quite the athlete, and yeah. she loves sports. So like softball's her big big deal now. She's, yeah. she's playing with the middle school team. She loves it. I joke because, you know, half a softball is hanging out in the dugout with your friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that part. But I assumed we would play some rec soccer for a few years and then mm-hmm. she'd find other interests in music or acting or whatever. Because yep. we nurture everything. But she stuck. We started with soccer. I actually coached her soccer team. Yeah. Which I loved, loved, loved. Um, shout out to all my Peacock parents. <laughs> they, um, oh my God, this is a sweet group of girls. They'd all gone to preschool together and we're still friends with all the parents now. And I coached, which I, I'm glad I did. I also yeah. don't ever want to coach again because I would get so like so much energy went into every single game because you're trying to direct, you're trying to stay positive, you're trying to teach lessons, you're trying to like you if you could just remote control the kids could be like get out to the left, get out to the left. <laughs> they're they're running the same play on us over and over again and the kids yeah. scoring. What are we gonna do about it? But um I love being a player parent and hanging out on the sideline and just watching the game. Like the first the it was actually when they got into softball was the first time I wasn't coaching. Yeah. And I remember that first softball game and I was in my lawn chair with my Yeti cup and the sun was setting and it was just this beautiful spring evening and I was like, Oh, I get it. Oh, I'm never coaching anything again. This is gonna be so Oh my but gosh. Yeah, I've backed into being a sports parent because yes. she's been interested in sports. I, I so we're Mallory and I have been business partners for a year and a half mm-hmm. and selling real estate and she will move out of the business for now and, you know, be worked back in over time mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, a different capacity. How much time is she going to take off? We don't really know. Okay. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure that out. Um, you know, because a lot of people, like my sister who lives across the street, you know, she'll get a little time off and then she will go right back to a full-time job. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to sidetrack. Oh, yeah. We're going to we're no, we're talk question. about the, the world of a working parent in our right. second half of season one. Right. Yeah. Well, and since we get to design our business... I want to design it so that I am contributing day to day with this, you know, with this bundle of joy. Sure. Um, I, I don't want her to feel like she's having to do it on her own. And, and because I think we can design it, we're, we're going to do that. Great. Um, you know, all, all that to say, I, I, I want my kids to know me because we, we assume we'll, we'll have more than one. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. I mean, you know, you never know what, what, what's going to happen. Oh, in yeah. Life. But um, I want them to have me as a, a very present figure and mm-hmm. not just the guy who they see, you know, for an hour at night yeah. after he's worked a long day and he's cranky. Like, I don't want, that's not what I want. You mm-hmm. know, so we're building this business so that we can be very 
involved and active uh, in, in the ways that we think are healthier or sure. whatever, right? So, I mean, yes, I want to I want to be my, uh, a coach for my kids. I want to, uh, you know, go to parent-teacher conferences. I, I, I want to do all that stuff. Now, when it comes to s- general style, I well, here's what's funny is my – we're going to talk about personality types for just one second. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, <laughs> the disc. Your Myers Briggs. Okay. Well, I mean, Myers Briggs is, is my favorite one. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk about the disc because it's more simplified. Okay. And you know, it just breaks into four different uh, personality types, which is this is what they use in a lot of corporate settings. If mm-hmm. if you have a corporate job, I'm sure you've taken a test where you're one of four things. So it's D I S C: dominance, influencing, steadiness conscientiousness so it's like you're either like you know big bad dominant Mm -hmm. you know person uh influencing is like i want to inspire and compel people to do things Mm -hmm. steadiness is the peace and harmony person if there's disunion they are very aware and they need to get you know to peace as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. conscientiousness is your note takers who are you know they they know all of the, the moving pieces and they they think you know they they probably know a way to make things more efficient yeah um so all that said I am high I first. We know okay. I want to. I want people to have a fun time. I want everybody to get along. But right behind it, I'm high D. Okay. And so under duress, and so I think a lot of people imagine me as a as a dad just being like fun dad. You got strong fun dad energy. I'm told, yeah. I told Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. <laughs> I am told regularly, even before I got my real estate license, people told me I was Phil Dunphy. Mm-hmm. And that, like, in my wife, like we're watching the show. She laughs at things he says in the show constantly. She's like, that is you. That's you. And I know that is me. And also this intensity factor that my dad had, I know that I have that in there. Mm -hmm. And so there's a fair chance I'll be the cut up parent and the stronger disciplinarian. Sounds terrifying. I don't know. I think, (laughs) I think there's a chance. No, I get it. And, (laughs) And I don't know if that's realistic or not, or if I'll find a lane and be like, well, I guess I'm more of the disciplinarian. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Because um, Mallory's hilarious. She's like the funniest person I know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, watching how we figure this out together, it's going to be oh, yeah. funny. A little merge. We're just, yeah. it's, the fun now is talking about what you think it'll, how you think it'll be, because we're going to talk about it again later. Yeah. So, yeah, I like being. I mean, I, it's one of those, I, I have no motivator to be my kids' friends, but I want them to enjoy their time around me. I don't want them to be scared of me or anything. Right. So it's always a fine line of, you know, being cool and, and being fun and now oh, let's go for ice cream. But like the best one is when they assume that I won't go for something like my uh, oldest loves boba tea. Oh, really? And she mentioned, she was like, well, I probably can't go right now. And I was like, let's go get some. Let's just do it. Yeah, I'm fun dad. I'm fun dad all of a sudden because I'm usually all rules, 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 rules. Like, all right, we get so. She goes school all day and has fun, and goes to sports and has fun, and then we get home and like, okay, you got to put your laundry away, take a shower before we get going, got to reset your bag for tomorrow. We got to do all the stuff we got to do. Then before we go tomorrow, and you're also your your grandma, your your Gigi's birthday is coming up in a few weeks, so we're gonna make her a card, and we just go ahead and get that taken care of now. Before we do anything else, before you go play with your friends, before you go down your So I I know that in her world, I usually am. Rules, 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 yep. rules, rules, rules. So I try to really, as much as I can, be like, "Hey, you yeah. want you want to break some laws? You want to drive five <laughs> miles hour an hour over the speed limit? You want to do something wild?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and we, oh, yeah, you know, you go. One of the things I always did, made a point with her was uh, this is a funny joke. I had this theory that babies 
baby talk because everybody baby talks to them and they think that that's what they're so funny. Oh my gosh. So I always would speak to her more conversationally as a little baby and she is a very eloquent speaker. Right. I'm very proud of that one. But um, I always try to talk to her as if I'm talking to like a person. Yeah. If that makes sense, that's Absolutely. a weird way to say it. I don't want to say I talk to her like an adult because I'll give her all the room to be a kid. Yeah. But we well, also... I inherited some baby talk from... Mallory's family. Yeah. They'll baby talk kids and baby talk pets. Mm-hmm. And I, I def, it, I, it was not hard for me to ease into that. Oh, I definitely baby talk the pets. Yeah. I still baby talk the dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. They can't talk anyways. It's not like you're teaching them bad. But yeah, the, um, yeah, just always talking in a straightforward fashion and manner. And it mm-hmm. seems to seem to be going pretty well. Yeah. Well, and there's something, so there's a book called a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's a book about like your ego and, and recognizing your ego and all this stuff. And there's a principle in there that he talks about a couple of times. Um, and there was a quote where essentially he's drawing a picture where he's asking you to question yourself and like, do you see yourself as superior to a baby hmm. or a small child? And if you do, you're missing the point of it all. Ooh. Right. Cause Whoa. so yeah, for now, maybe you're stronger. Maybe you're, you know, you have more knowledge. Maybe this, maybe that. Way better at math. Right. Than those kids. Those kids can't even, the three-year-old can hardly even count. Right. Yeah. Well, and anything, but if that's where your value is, then, you know, you can't really value yourself that much. Yeah. You know, and thus you can't value other people because you're, you're limited. We're sure. all limited in these ways. So if your value is stuck in these that things, then, you know, but babies have the capacity to love yes. and to laugh and to appreciate and right. to, yeah, very cool. It, it, yeah. If your value is more, you know, rooted in joy uh, or, I mean, and, and that this is me adding this, this is not necessarily how he framed it, but mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot to that, that, you know, if it's all a comparison and a competition, then you're going to find yourself competing with the people around you. That could be your kids. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, it's like uh, it's like Caesar Milan, the the dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Like, what's so funny about him walking into a room where there's a like an unruly dog, and then he sets the expectation very quickly. This is this is a yes. This is a no. You you don't do these things. This gets a reward. And you see these dogs on the other side when they understand the framework and the structure of the relationship, they seem so much happier because mm-hmm. they know who to be and how to be. Yeah. And so as much as I want to be fun, dad. I do want to provide as much structure as I can. I'm not the most structured person. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest grab bag of daily tasks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what are, what are you supposed to be doing right now that you're not doing? Oh, cause you're here recording. (laughs) Who knows? I bet Mallory knows. Is your phone on do not disturb? It is. Oh my gosh. I, and I told Mallory I was going to do that. What do you think is going to happen? I said, I you... said, call me three times and it'll ring. Can you imagine if you, if you need me? You know? How many notifications you're going to have oh, when gosh. you turn that back on? Well, in, I mean, we've got a closing in <laughs> a few hours. And so it's like, or do you? Right? I don't even know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely, you know, I, I think us figuring out our groove where we each have our, yeah. our distinct roles will be great. But sure. Structure. If, if, if Mallory has good ideas for structure and systems and principles and rules that we're going to live by, I want to just say yes to Jump 95%. Yeah. No, you got to, you got to divide and conquer yeah. and play your strengths and weaknesses. Right. I always, so we talked about that. I always talk about not needing to be my kid's best friend, but I do want them to enjoy being around me. Yes. And it's, it's tough because you're, you still have to be the authority. You're, you're 
I see, I've seen people go wrong when they just over-prioritize the kid's joy. Yeah. The thing is, you were talking mm -hmm. about not to compare kids to dogs again. Sure. <laughs> kids have a high baseline joy and happiness. They're very mm -hmm. naturally find themselves into joy. So if you yes. can put an environment where they can be joyful, they will be. It's not up to me to make them happy. It's just right. up to me to make sure I'm not making them miserable. Yeah, or just that they, they feel a sense of belonging. Yeah, but outside of that, I do need to be like take the knife away from the wrecking ball when he climbs on the counter and gets the knife. And he's very upset about that. He did not like it that day when I took the, oh, the yeah. carving knife away from him. But he, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, cause you want to be, you want, and you totally want to be, cause I remember as a kid, I remember that my friends that had cool parents oh, and right. I wanted to be like that. Right. It was great. Oh but. man. Well, and I mean, it's like I had friends who would buzz their head every summer multiple mm -hmm. times. Cause you know, they just didn't have to worry about your hair and, and, uh, it's like I wanted to do that, and mm -hmm. my mom. This is this is not entirely related, but this popped in my head and I had to share it. Okay. So like I was like, hey, I'm gonna run down to my buddy's house down the street, and we're all gonna we're all gonna shave our heads. Oh. And my mom goes, okay, well, I probably should have told you this before now, but when you were born, um, you know, they had to run some tests on you because your head was a little small. <laughs> so you know, do whatever you want. And then she went, went on with her day. And of course I didn't shave my head because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to look like an idiot. Oh, such a strong mom move. Oh. And years later when I figured out Bravo. what happened. Bravo. I know. Bravo, Mrs. Garter. I know. Because, I, I mean, I could have done that and it wouldn't have been a big deal. No, know, you'd look like an idiot, but you were yeah. a kid. They all look like, like idiots. 11, yeah. 12 years old. And, and now I will never do that <laughs> because I am thinking, well, there's probably something wrong with the way my head looks. <laughs> Hey, do you want to shave our heads up? <laughs> right, let's do it. <laughs> so, okay. So I've got another, another premise here. Yes. We're going to talk about it a little bit before we wrap it up. Yep. Your kids are going to, so I talked about, I didn't intend on having an athlete of a child, mm -hmm. but she's naturally become interested in it. Right. And I don't like, and I know there are some parents that their, their life goal is to have a D one athlete on their hands. And that's great. That's great <laughs> yeah. for them. And if she makes the higher level of athletics, great. If not, fine she's yeah. having fun playing she's learning good lessons and structure but <clears throat> your kids are going to have natural interests they're going to pursue they're mm -hmm. going to go to gonna, you might have a theater kid you might have an right. athlete you might have a very introverted you might have an artistic type yes what are you hoping to direct it towards Ooh, yeah. you know that's so funny um kind of kid are you hoping the one at? thing that i wish i would have done mm -hmm. my sister claire did debate yeah. and my sister character acting I didn't do either one because I did student council and football and tennis. Mm -hmm. and I just, I, you know, yeah. our parents taught us to sign up and show up and to be involved in our surroundings and our community. And sure. Like we all, we all have been, um, it, you know, we all still are in different ways. Um, I wish I would have done the debate thing mm -hmm. to be able to learn how, uh, how to make your case. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. there's a lot to be said for that, which, you know, it's not to say, well, I want my kid to be uh, an attorney. I mean, if, they, if that's what they want to do, great. Mm -hmm. But it's the ability to to size up and chunk down an argument in a, in a point of view and share that with somebody. It's I think it's liberating. A lot of my friends who went on to to uh, better schools and strong jobs and and all of that, they were taught at a younger age how to say what they think mm -hmm. and how to question what they think. 
I, I think maybe having a kid do debate for at least a time would be great. Try it once. Yeah. Well, you, first off, Grady, go ahead and put all that regret right behind you. you oh, yeah. You turned out just fine. <laughs> if you want to talk about differences between siblings, let me tell you about my older sister. Yeah. So my older sister is one of the big, giant, smart brain on this, mm-hmm. on this woman. She's mm-hmm. one of the smartest people I know. Right. And she's, she's very high agency, highly capable. Yep. And then I got to follow that act <laughs> so she Same. was student council she was mm-hmm. fbla she was involved very academically yeah and then 4.0 grade average she finished high school in three years oh wow and i so not only did i follow her so i was four school year school grades behind her yep so i re- revolving doored in and out of high school mm-hmm. she's also a dentist so she went through dental school right before i went through dental school and we revolving doored through high school so the whole way yeah Middle school, like elementary, middle school, all the way through the highest level of my education, day one of school. Oh, you're your little brother, brother, huh? Oh, I still had the same thing happen to me. And I said, Yeah, I am. (laughs) How could you? Because we also look like the male and female versions of each other. (laughs) Yeah, I had your sister in class. She was one of the best students I've ever had. Oh yeah, very high expectations of you. Yes. Well, dude. (laughs) Well, let me tell you first. Okay. Same experience. I love my sister too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to love me, too. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so my analogy, I say, we're both ice cream. We're just different flavors. Like, yeah. You know, Rocky Road's good. Mint chocolate chip's good. Yes. So I'm not going to be a lot like her in some mm-hmm. of those respects. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as involved like that. I was a little more. I did, like, Young Life and FCA. Right. I mostly worked every chance I got. So I was a lifeguard at the Y here. No way. And it was a flexible enough schedule. I could work after school. I could work during the summer times I could manage the pool that sort of thing right. so that was mostly all I, I did you it's probably watched me swim a lot because we went to the way possibly oh my god yeah I wonder if we've talked about this how many times did we actually cross paths before oh, we really yeah. met each Dude, other I don't know it must have been a bunch it has to be a bunch because yeah. we grew up in the same little corner of the world yeah and, oh totally you know yeah for those for those that don't know us personally I know we did yoga together we did uh huh oh that's what we talked back about. when it was uh before it was space yoga yeah uh it was I Jaya we're not sponsored by any of these. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I can't remember what the name was, but um, yeah, we did we did yoga together at that place. Which, by the way, uh, we're not sponsored, but love space yoga still. Right. So, yeah. The, uh, so Grady and I have hovered in the same sphere for years upon years. So mm-hmm. I'm, how old, how much older am I? Six years? Five or six well, years? Well, I graduated in 05 and I'm 36. Okay. So I graduated in 98 and I'm 42. Yeah. So um, yeah. do the math, everybody. Yeah. Uh, seven years. I'm seven years yeah. older than you are. Seven but grade, th- for years. example, yeah. my house that we are sitting in now was a childhood friend of Grady. Mm-hmm. So he used to come over here to play all the time. And uh, so we found out that we hovered in this sphere around each other for <laughs> basically our entire lives until we met yeah. several years ago. Totally. Which is great. Like that. His dad, his dad helped me finance my mortgage when I bought this house <laughs> before I even met. Hey, I was introduced to him by Cindy Merrick because she was my physical therapist. Oh my gosh. Not sponsored Dude, by, uh, right. <laughs> but um, and that was it. I was, it was when I was working on my knee injury and she was cranking away and I was like, yeah, I'm house hunting. She was like, Oh, do you have your, do you have your loan yet? Do you have friends? Like, Go talk to Kent Carter. That's He's, so he funny. saved me a butt ton, bo- bo- boatload of money. Right. <laughs> boat ton. A butt ton. <laughs> I'm going to stick with boat ton, boat ton of money, but that's how I met your dad. And then, yeah, but long before I met you and then at our closing, that's when he said, you know, by the way, I could, I could throw a football from my front porch and hit your back door. Oh my God. Really? He's like, yeah, we're so, so he is across the street neighbors with my backyard neighbor. Anyway. Yep. None of you in podcast world care about it. I used to go through your back fence, like probably three, four times a week. So anyway, that's the backstory of Grady and I. 
Yeah. The parent you'll be. Are you going to still listen? Well, and we didn't even mention the flag thing, which we can get to another we'll time. We'll get to another day. Yeah, another day. Or d- go find us on Facebook. Just go, go look it up. The history of the Norman flag. You'll yeah. find us. You'll find us right find us. right in the middle of it. <laughs> the uh, So, fun question. Yeah. Do you listen to gangster rap now? Do you listen to trap music? I, um, you know what's funny? I'm a little bit corny when it comes to music. Okay. Like, I still listen to the same stuff that I listened to in, like, high school, college. Yeah. Like, and I just have my go-tos. And, oh, and everybody, everybody stops yeah. in high I still listen to what I listen to in high school. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, so, like, sound for me. Like, I've always been obsessed with sound. Like, my mm-hmm. family, I grew up going to Church of Christ. And it's acapella music. And so everybody, like, you had to learn how to sing there. Sure. Because whenever I would tell people that's where I grew up going to church, they'd be like, oh, no music. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Au contraire. The five-year-olds in our church know how to sing, uh, you know, harmony. Harmony. Totally. Mm-hmm. We sound like boys to men. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Boys to men was my favorite <laughs> as a kid. I yeah. loved it. And so like, the idea of, uh, of uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm an anxious person, which isn't just like a negative thing. It, it can mean energy. It can be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know how to, you know, bottle it up. And, but as a kid, I would obsess about sounds and music. And so when I when I was anxious as a kid, which I didn't even really realize what was going on, I would repeat the same songs over and over again because it gave me a sense of control. Oh, that's nice. You know, and, and so a lot of times when I'm listening to music, it's actually to, like, have a calmness, which I, I had, like, a rebel phase where I'm like, I'm listening to this song that, like, you know, Kids shouldn't listen to, yeah. but, but generally most of my music is pretty tame. So is that out the door and we're listening to Radio Disney once this sweet little baby is here? <laughs> I feel like... Because I didn't. I still listen to all the same music I ever listened to around the kids. And some of it has profanity. I, right. Sorry, oh, well, we've sorry mom. I right. my mom's sorry, mom. My mom listens to We've got a little bit of that. <clears throat> but we have a lot of dialogue about what it is. <laughs> oh, here's, a, here's an unsolicited bit of advice. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this before we sign off. Yes. My oldest, the first time she cussed. She was maybe three years old and she was sitting in her car seat and we were driving. She had a little juice, juice bottle and uh, she finishes it and she holds it up. She's like, more juice, peace, more juice, please. And I go, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. We're, we're all out. We're going to have to wait till we get home. And she drops the cutest little F-bomb <laughs> you've ever heard. Oh, my God. She just goes, F. No. F. And I go, Words what'd you, you say? No, I said, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Of course, I prompted her to say it again, right? I'm like, what'd you say? And she said it again. She's F-bomb. I'm not going to say it. This is right. a clean, this is a family-friendly podcast. Right. But, uh, and I said, oh, oh no, sweetheart. So this was my, this was right when she was in the prime of call out, call back. What's the dog say? What's cat say? What's cowboy right. say? Right. And it, so then I, 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 I cued this one up. This was one of my most inspired parenting moments. Yeah. I said, oh, we don't use those kind of words because we're classy. And that was the call out callback. So yeah. when I'd be like, and why don't we use profanity? And she would say, because we're classy. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> and she's had a very healthy relationship with profanity ever since. Right. So. Oh my gosh. Dude, I love that. It's like, you know, you want to shield your that. kids, right? But like, imagine this notion that your kid's never going to hear a cuss word. Right. So instead I was like, let's direct what we're doing. About I this. love that so, so much. Which, <laughs> and it reminds me of something else that I want to steal from you guys, sure. which is, is that you, I've heard you say, well, birds do hard things. Oh yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So when, oh, it's, just, it's not, it's too hard. It's too tough. Like, so what? Yeah, we do hard things. We do hard things. Yeah. Yeah, so let's not shy away from a challenge. Right. Oh, that poor kid. When she's trying something new. I mean, it's natural human nature. You get frustrated. You're like, I've literally stolen that. I've quoted that. Go for it. Like, Car- I've hey, said that to Mallory. Carters do hard things too. Yeah. Totally. 
Cool. Lots, of, lots of families do hard things. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get anywhere. So I'll tell right. her when she was, well, she'll try a new skill. She'll be like, well, I'm just not very good at it. It's like, well, so like snow skiing, she and I ski together. She skis with me now. She's yeah. super good. But when she would get a little frustrated and be like, do you think I was born being this good at snow skiing? Yeah. No, I practiced. I got right. better. And I'll do other analogies with her. I was like, cause I'm a dentist. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I was born or especially when she's challenged by a subject in school? She's like, well, it's just too hard. Yeah. It's like, do you think I knew dentistry before my first day of dental school? No, <laughs> no, it was a very tough group for them to get through, yeah. but you apply yourself and you stick with it and you learn, you get better, get better, get better. And now like with the softball, she's getting really good. I'm like, remember how it used to be? Like, look right. at how good you are now. Or the snow skiing was like, look at how good you are now. After these, you know, these years we've been yes. going and remember how it was like you did. It's all this process. So yeah, oh you, can, you can do all sorts of hard stuff. You just reminded me of a, a very quick and funny story. Go for it. Which is when I was a little boy, I vaguely remember this. Mm-hmm. When I was a little boy, I think it was six or seven when I was playing t-ball for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, you know, he loved baseball growing up. And he was teaching me how to throw and hit left-handed hmm. because there were there's, there are advantages there. Especially and, you can do ambidextrous or right. being lefty. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so, I, you know, he practiced with me for weeks leading up to my first practice. Mm-hmm. We go to the first practice, and everybody else gets up there and, and starts hitting and throwing right-handed. And so I immediately just switched. And he's like, no, I had him going. Oh, God. I know, which and I'm, I'm left-footed. When I play soccer, I, yeah. kick, I kick with my left foot. Huh. Uh, so, I mean, there's clearly some, something there. Your but poor like, dad, after all the work he did, and you just went. And it's not like he can – You're <laughs> the coach is coaching you now. The coach right. doesn't know you throw right-handed. Right. He's like, oh, kid's got – the kid's – <laughs> Terrible. Has he never thrown a ball before? Well, no, no, just not with his right hand. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this like image that. of you being really good lefty. I know. And then being terrible all of a sudden. <laughs> well, and when I played football in middle school and high school, my dad and I would play catch mm-hmm. outside in front of our house and on our street four or five times a week. We, d- we played catch all the time. It's how we catch yeah. up and talk about life. That's charming. It was so fun. Yeah. And, um, and so we would usually by the end, you know, we'd get to where our, our right arms were sore and we'd switch to left. Sure. And I could, st- I could throw left-handed. That's awesome. And probably because he started teaching me that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get better at it left, you get better at it right. There's yeah. lots of theories about that. I've heard about doing the ambidextrous thing for, for some of these right. dexterity tasks. So I love that. Love it. All right, man. <laughs> well, next time we're together. Next time we record... We're going to have a sweet little baby to talk about. So we're going to find out, boy or girl, Mm -hmm. we're going to find out name. Mm -hmm. We're going to see how things are going. Yes. I look forward to it. I'm so happy for you. I'm pumped. All right. Bye, everybody. We love you. And if you have any feedback or ideas for the podcast, we would love your feedback. And you can hit us up on several social media platforms. Yep. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. All three of those, the handle is at first kid, third kid. That's spelled with the numbers one S T kid, three R D kid.